Hey, 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 Liz Goring and Trent Tilton here to talk to you more about taking control of your health one layer at a time. We are here talking about immune health today, episode three. Welcome to our podcast. We're excited that you've joined us today. We can't wait to dive in a little bit more about our immune system. So Dr. Trent, let's talk immune health. What are the biggest things you think, especially in today's society and what we're dealing with, um, that we should know about our immune system? Well, I think the number one thing is that, you know, our immune system is an inside out phenomenon. And basically we have to be able to understand how food affects us, understand how our mind affects us, uh, understand how fitness can affect us, things like chiropractic, how they can affect us. At the end of the day, we want our immune system to be strong, but you have to understand that your immune system also needs to have exercise, just like your mind, just like your muscles, and that exercise is actually being out in our environment, not in a cave and only being exposed to cave-like things. You have to be exposed to a multitude of things. And there's a reason why there's a, a, a flora or a system of bacteria on our skin, in our gut, throughout our environment. And um, we've um, demonized the germs. We've demonized the viruses to the extent where we think running and hiding from them is going to be our savior. And we know now completely that that is not the attitude to take. And so, you know, first understand that our immune system is something that is wonderfully built. It is something that has been exercised since the day that you were born into this world. Um, from coding, coming out the vaginal canal to help you breastfeed, to breastfeeding, to what your mother knows from you breastfeeding, how to change the milk to deal with things that it's sensing your body needs. It's a, an amazing world that we've, um, unfortunately, for a long time and continue, unfortunately, to do. We, we look at it kind of on the backside end. It's not really positive. We demonize it. We make it look like that's the cause. But, you know, I always tell my patients, you have the germs. Germs are the, the constant. You have the person. The person is the variable. And you have an outcome. So you have germ plus constant equals outcome. This is why if the germ theory was true, we'd, first of all, you and I wouldn't be talking. We'd all be dead because they are everywhere. I think the last research I read, 10 to the 31, 10 to the 31 zeros, viruses in our air and water at all times, everywhere, they're everywhere. So why aren't we all just dropping dead because of these things invading our nose, mouth, ears, eyes, uh, and through our mouth? This is because we have an immune system <laughs> and the immune system uses these things to the benefit and discards what it doesn't need to use. And so oh, if your definitely. immune system is strong, you will mount a really normal response. And that response will be normally, you won't even know you're responding. <laughs> yeah. It's just and like, it, which is fresh in our mind, COVID numbers, right? We know about 80% don't even know they've been exposed. There is no snotty nose. There's no taste or smell issues. There's no headache. There's no diarrhea, et cetera. And yet they can have antibodies to it and have long-term immunity built up against it. And so- um, there's your initial immune system and then there's your memory immune system or humoral immunity as we call it. But our bodies are equipped to quickly deal with something. If we need to put a fire out, we do that almost all day, every day without you even knowing it. And when we need something to be remembered, we develop a T cell immunity, which is kind of our cells that help us remember, Oh, I've seen you before and I need to kick you out of here because you're not good for my body. If you stick around and multiply which is like the antibodies you're talking about, correct? Like the well, response. antibodies are more like your beginning part of it. Um, just having antibodies really 
doesn't mean uh, a whole lot. It's really, you want long-term memory, right? You want, there's a reason why, for example, when we got chicken pox as little children in our age group, you know, we would go play with Johnny and, and, and he had, we knew he had chicken pox active. So if your ch child didn't have it, you would say, go play with Johnny, right? Because you want to get exposure and you want to get that immune system of your son to exercise the experience and have memory immunity for life so that if chicken pox floats around again, he doesn't break out into pimples and puke and feel bad for a day or five. So we really want long-term immunity to things that either circulate or brothers and sisters or mutations of different viruses our body's used to. So we can remember, oh, I've seen something similar. I can respond pretty appropriately. So I think that the, the change of the guard from the 70s to today is, oh, we have vaccines and we have um, better treatments. So we don't have to go play with Johnny anymore. You just go get the shot. And the shot completely changes your immune system in a way that is different than when you get them through your mucal membranes. You line up your defenses uh, quickly from the ways that things get in us, not in our bloodstream, right? So when the bloodstream is the entry for either alive or attenuated, or in the COVID case, a prophylactic, it's not even really a vaccine, then, then you are getting a whole different artificial response, a different response than your body's been trained to do for probably for a long, long time, passed down generations. Totally. So these, these natural responses, you know, that we being in society and our environment, I mean, our, our immune systems are hindered these days. I mean, there's so many more toxins and chemicals and things that affect our immune systems. Um, you know, so ways to build them naturally and things to do, like, how do we combat any, all of that? Well, I mean, it, it starts with hydration. It's then starts with vitamin D there's a reason why sunlight hits our skin and turns cholesterol into vitamin D and vitamin D receptors are on every single cell known to the human body. It's one of the only elements of nature that we can get in our system that are all our cells utilize to our benefit. Um, it's a big part of our immune response and ability to have an immune response. Um, yeah, you know, and the I believe nutritional vitamin, values of nutrients that we vitamin eat D, consume. Um, Dr. Trent, I did hear that most people are deficient in vitamin D and, and it is yeah. a huge con contributor to fighting off viruses. Like you said, the immune response. Um, yeah, I was trying to remember exactly what it was, but I think um, it helps with like regulating the absorption of calcium. Um, yep. Vitamin D is sort of at the peak, right? You need vitamin D before you can have calcium, magnesium, and other aspects of ionic health be delivered to the bones and through the body to effectively act normal. You know, so if you're deficient in anything, you don't want to be deficient in vitamin D. I mean, it is the number one supplement I recommend all my patients take above anything else. There's nothing else that I would say to take above vitamin D. Um, and I recommend 5,000 IUs a, a day and... Uh, up to 10 easily for most people. So you can't really OD on D. I think the research I read was you'd have to take 250,000 IUs for seven straight days to have vitamin D um, toxicity. So you really aren't going to have a problem with that. You really probably can't take enough, um, but you can monitor it through blood and blood tests so you can see where your level's at. Um, uh, I like to have it up, up higher than the recommended levels that they ask people to have it at. Um, so I think people are deficient even when they think they're normal because a blood test said they were. Um, but I think, you know, when it comes to allergies, when it comes to getting sick, viruses, germs, 
all these things re re rely on our immune systems being able to appropriately respond. I mean, I always tell people when they say, is anybody having an issue right now? The pollen count's really high. I'm really having allergies. I'm like, well, I'm breathing the same air as you're breathing and I don't have allergies. So why is that? Well, it's not the pollen. The pollen's the constant once again, right? Just like a virus, just like bacteria. The variable is the human, the immune system, that person's own individual ability to have an immune system. So we're going through a generation, I'm, I'm afraid, that instead of having natural communicational disease like measles, mumps, rubella, things that are numbers-wise are very benign, just like we've seen with the numbers of COVID, um, we're having these artificial experiences. And so the immune system doesn't get the real memory, which is then why they need boosters or why they don't think your immune system would be good enough to handle the mutated form. So they create another one, like the flu vaccine changes every year and they never keep up with it because it mutates. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a really important thing to live. And I think we've stopped playing in the dirt. <laughs> we've stopped playing in the sad box as much as we used to. We've stopped communicating with uh, the pathogens that would have been communicated with back in the 70s, 60s, et cetera. And I understand we want, you know, no one to have the worst case outcome, but the majority, if their systems are normal and they're efficient with vitamin D and, and, and health, they're going to have, they're going to mount a, a, a normal, typical response and they're going to be perfectly fine and they're going to be stronger for it. Sure. And I, I think a big thing too, just to, to go on the natural path of health and wellness is like looking like in your cupboards, looking at your diet. Um, you know, we get a lot of nutrients. A lot of people seem to supplement, but you can do so much with your diet in general. And there's so much added sugar. There's so many things that affect us with our immune system and sugar is a huge culprit and it's hidden. You know, we've talked about sugar in a, in a previous episode. Um, and you can go back and check that out, but you know, sugar just attacks the immune system. It, it plays negatively um, in a big way. Uh, whole foods. I know that a diet rich in nutrient dense foods, you know, those nutrients, they help, they help support your immune system. It helps it thrive. It helps create um, antioxidants that fight like inflammation that causes disease, illnesses, issues, um, lack of that type of thing. And so, so, you know, I think a big thing, and I bet you would agree, Dr. Trent, is like looking in your refrigerator, looking to see what you're feeding your family. Um, yep. The, the amount of hidden sugar is a real culprit and you can just stick to the outside of a grocery store and stop going to the inside aisles because even though they have a natural word and they have a green box and a little yes. flower on which the means outside. kind of almost nothing depending on what it's we're looking hidden. at yes it's hidden i mean it, it it's the hidden sugar that's tricking people more than them thinking they're eating well because the industry the food industry knows how to cleverly market and so they've come up with 56 different names for sugar molasses brown you know let alone the fake sugars that are in there um and so it's hard to think it looks like you're getting no sugar but you really are right? And fruit, fruit juice concentrate. You know, when you eat an, an apple whole, you're getting the fiber, you're getting the experience, you're getting the chewing, you're getting the salivary amylase that starts digestion. But versus taking that same apple and juicing it, you get only the sugar. And so fruit juice that seems healthy, it's apple juice, it's grape juice. These things are loaded with sugar. And you're getting just much by giving up Coke and moving to apple juice. You're not doing anything different yeah, <laughs> other than even, the acid that says are added to the juice. secret formula of Coke, you know? Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. There's definitely some big things that 
we think, you know, we're sold on like based on advertising and society and what people are saying. And it's like, you know, when it comes down to the end of the day, it's like, think about the things that come out of the ground. Like those are the things that are gonna be great for you. Like course vegetables in any way you can, you make them, but you know, being conscious of like what you're putting on them. Are you putting, you know, there is some good parts. There is good butter. There's like butter that you can get that is grass fed. It's, it's butter and it's good fat. Um, yep. and it does things for our bodies and our immune systems, but, but there's also butters that aren't good. So it's like just making conscious decisions with our food and how you prepare it. Um, raw versus, you know, cooked, um, cheesy yeah, things, versus plain <laughs> things that have a short shelf life. Yes. You know, things that go rancid because they're alive. They're still alive. Yes. I mean, it goes with why you don't microwave them and how you prepare them can change the nutrients that you're going to get in your body and the enzymes. And so, you know, it's hard because all this fake food has made your taste buds want more. It's made your brain want more because you get the high of the sugar, which is very addictive, like cocaine and you spike and you're feeling really good and then you crash. And so you need another spike and then you feel really good and then you crash. And you do this all day long, whether that's Mountain Dew, Coke, donuts, it doesn't matter. You're getting that, that, that drug and it changes you and you just can't feel full enough because it changes. Leptin is the hormone that fights and burns fat. It doesn't allow that to be heard by the body. Your body's constantly throwing insulin because you have to have insulin and your body can't keep up with all that excess sugar. So it turns it into fat because if it doesn't turn it into fat, it'll be in your blood and you're going to diabetic coma. So insulin can only work so much, but when you're having 40 teaspoons in a freaking one big drink, that's a flood of sugar that insulin, even though it's spewing, 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 it cannot keep up with. So it takes the excess, turns it into fat. And that's how we get fatty liver disease, organ fatty liver disease, uh, fatty fat around our organs. And, and it, it doesn't allow us to process with the fiber and the fullness of saying that one apple and right. then you're full, right? And it suppresses your immune system that much more. Um, yeah, and it and totally does that too, right? And so and I, I really don't think people understand that when they're checking out the grocery store with their double mask on and they've got six, two liters of Coca-Cola and a whole bunch of box food, how much me not having my mask on is not the threat. Yeah, <laughs> the threat absolutely. is their lifestyle. The threat is their body and it's right. individual. And so um, we know different vaccines can ruin how the immune response works. And we know we have an abundance of autoimmunity due to the artificial response that that happens. We know peanut oil substrates started in the 60s that were supposed to make better vaccines. We never had peanut oil or peanut um, allergies, right? We didn't have to have EpiPens. No one in my generation had that. Now, all of a sudden, all these people have this extra reaction because peanut oil is a food. Food is supposed to go in your mouth, go down to your digestive system. It's supposed to be handled a whole lot different than being right into the blood. That food you eat gets broken down and then sucked into the blood to nutritiously get to your body's cells and tissues. When it goes right into the blood, it doesn't go through your stomach or your liver or your, your kidneys or in through the bowels. And so you don't really process it different because one of the arguments about say aluminum and vaccines is that, well, you get a lot of aluminum in your diet, but when you digest it, it's a lot different. It can go through your liver through a natural phase one and phase two liver detox. When it goes in your blood, it doesn't get to that point. It goes to other places really quick without doing that. So aluminum gets carried into your brain when it's injected into your bloodstream, just like if you injected alcohol, how would that turn out for you? Right? You know, you would be like immediately buzz and probably die. Versus it being ingested and diluted and prox 
properly broken down the best your body has so it doesn't kill you, right? Right, right, definitely. Well, I, I know in the beginning you talked about, you know, proper hydration, you know, obviously keeping ourselves hydrated, you know, a rule of thumb, um, being a trainer and in the fitness world, um, we always said, you know, half your body ounces in water. So, you know, drinking tons of water to, to help flush out, obviously your organs and your systems, keeping, keeping yourself even healthier and, and sleep. Like I know, you know, I told you I I'm tired today and it's my own fault. I knew I, I time changed a little bit, but at the same time, just making sure that I'm using good discipline and getting in bed at a good time. So I'm giving my body the rest it needs so that my immune system and is supported. It's sleep is yeah. huge. It is. And I, I'm always amazed at how much abundance we have of drinking water when there are people on this planet right now who can't even find some water or clean water. And yet half of my patients are clinically dehydrated hmm. because they drink coffee and pop and everything else. The liquids going in their body are not what only really we need is water. And, and so you don't need milk. You don't, you really can survive without anything else but water. And, um, I think it's a huge thing that I don't know if many people know how much water they really need. Um, I know that's the golden rule and I've abided by that rule a lot. And that's, you know, for a 220 pound guy like me, that's a lot of water. And I've found myself, all I do is drink water, occasionally a cup of coffee, but I only drink water for the most part. And I still find myself feeling the signs of dehydration because I still don't realize how much is enough. It's still quite a bit to be optimum. It, it just takes a lot. And then you might go to the bathroom more. Sorry. <laughs> we'll have to have a whole nother talk about hydration and water yeah. in a different episode. Yeah. I think we could go a long way with that too. Um, you know, we, we obviously talked about how a great way to, to support our immune system is to get it through whole foods and stuff, but there is great supplementation out there. There's lots of different ways that we can give our body, um, uh, to support our immune system. And, you know, I shared with Dr. Trent, um, an awesome product that the company I work for just came out with this, is this product called daily wellness five to thrive. And it really is five essential components that can help support your immune system. It's got vitamin C, which we talked about how vitamin C, um, you know, it's, it's one of the many antioxidants that's necessary for growth, um, development of body tissues, as well as skin rejuvenation. It's involved in many body functions, including the absorption of iron, the proper functioning of our immune system, um, and the maintenance of cartilage, bones, and teeth. So vitamin C is huge. You know, you can also get that from foods, but there's, there's good ways to supplement that as well. Um, Vitamin D, we obviously kind of already went in depth about. Um, it also has something which zinc, like we, we all probably have heard of zinc and how important it is to help, um, you know, it's an essential trace element that helps support our immune systems. It's necessary for us as humans. You know, we do get zinc through different foods and other ways, but, um, but you, can, you can get this through other supplementation. And it's crucial to immune response. You know, they, they say, especially if you feel like you're getting sick to kind of up your level of zinc because it helps combat um, that virus yeah. or that bacteria. Zinc, zinc, zinc helps the, the viruses from replicating. That's mm -hmm. one of the ways that zinc helps you. If you do get a virus, again, there's 10 to the 31 around. Sure. Most are benign and most are actually probably beneficial. But um, when some of those weird rogue ones come in, you want something that helps you not let it proliferate and get going, right? So zinc is one of those things that suggests that we can have abundance of zinc that helps stop the replication process of viruses. Got it. Got it. And elderberry. Elderberry is another one that we've heard about and we know and it's high for 
it's good for its high vitamin C, dietary fiber content. Um, it's an excellent source of the, um, do you say it, phenol, phenol, phenolic or phenolic acids? Phenolic. Oh, now you're going to make me say it wrong. Yes, you know, you know what I'm trying acid? to say, correct? <laughs> um, and it, it's just, it's considered something that's really good for supporting your immune system. Now, there's something that a lot of people don't talk about, and it's um, it's called fermented fermented yeast extract. And, and this is something that has been new to myself as well. And what fermented yeast extract is, it's, it's a postbiotic ingredient. And we talk about how gut health and supporting your gut health for probiotics or prebiotics. Well, there is, is something that it's, it's something new for me that I've learned about is this postbiotic effect that is really good for um, supporting our immune systems. And it's made through a fermentation process. And we hear about kombucha and different sauerkraut and kefir mm-hmm. and all these things that help yep. um, with our gut health. Well, this um, fermented yeast extract, which is in this product that I'm talking about, is, is supposed to be a really great thing for, for supporting that gut health, which and supports our immune system. So pretty interesting, but these five products in one, and I literally mix it up and throw it in a water bottle and it's, it's it just supports another way. Um, but I know that I'm getting that daily wellness I need to support my immune system. So definitely drop a comment if you're interested in learning more about that. But uh, I know Trent mentioned about vitamin D and different things that you can do. Um, you know, in closing, Trent, do you wanna kind of talk in closing here? Well, I, you know, I, I kind of goes into what you're just saying. Um, part of our immune system, uh, some say up to 70% of it is in the gut and how little guys live there. Um, their processes by breaking things down and then what they produce, for example, vitamin K. Vitamin K is produced by bacteria in your gut that breaks down food you eat. And its result is some vitamin K for us to live on. We don't produce vitamin K. So that's an essential nutrient that we need to be able to produce to be able to have for say blood clotting. Um, the gut brain connection, the gut immune connection is kind of what we're talking about, right? We, we, we know certain things, certain ways of living help maximize those things, maximize your own inherent ability. You have to have a balanced gut. You can't have something running rogue in there taking over. So you want a balanced system to provide you with these elements and nutritional needs to help uh, make a good immune response. And so a lot of people with poor immune systems, they have poor gut health. And so we want to nutritiously help our guts be balanced and eat the right things and supplement. We just are in a societal state right now where supplements are just necessary. So comment for Liz's product, make sure you guys look into it because there are people out there industry-wide that are trying to fill in the holes of what we've unfortunately kind of created. You know, we used to eat fermented foods and we used to have non-refrigeration. And so we had the benefits of our bodies adapting to things like that, that really benefited us. And so I think, again, you have to learn to adapt. You have to learn to understand why you would go get um, a product like Liz's or vitamin D supplement, because you need these extra things to be certain that you're getting them from foods that we normally get from the food or the sun. We're just not out in the sun like we used to be. We're more afraid of the sun, for example, with vitamin D. And we, we eat really much quicker. We eat worse foods and therefore our guts are screwed up. And, 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 and we have to look into what vaccines are doing too, because vaccines have an effect on our gut too. So well, I think, these are uh, all problems. I think what you're going to need to do is join us for our next episode all about gut health.
because I think yeah. we'll dive deep into kind of that and um, be able to cover a lot more because it's a huge topic that, you know, 20, 30 minutes, we would exceed that. So I'm sure there'll be many yeah. topics about gut health, but Dr. Trent, I appreciate your knowledge and your insight and Welcome. joining me today to kind of help uncover another layer of health and, um, you know, just touching upon our immune system and what we can do to help support it. So thanks for being here today, Trent. You're welcome.